what is your response at that moment you why did i share this with you i want you to be conscious of who you really are that when we say as he is so are we in this world it's not just scripture it's reality the power of the spirit praise god now when we say the power of the spirit we're talking of none other than the holy spirit the holy spirit is the spirit of god and he is introduced to us in genesis chapter 1 and verse 2 that's the first time we're coming into contact with him in scripture the bible says and the spirit of god brooded but his dispensation that is his manifest works and direct ministry and dispensation only begun at the day of pentecost that marked his arrival praise god and from then he has been here with us and the lord jesus gave us two facts especially about the holy spirit number 1 he said where he would dwell since he was coming he needs a place to live praise god and so he told us where he would live this mighty holy spirit we know him or rather his work is obvious in scripture he is the worker of the godhead he works what god creates praise god did you hear then what did i say he makes what god creates just say that with me he's the maker of what god creates hallelujah and so first john 14 will tell us where he lives verse 16 and i will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever next verse even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not neither knoweth him but ye know him for he dwelleth with you firstly he lives with us then he says and shall be in you so i am the residence of the holy spirit you are the residence of the holy spirit you are the place that jesus said he would live he lives in you that's the first fact the holy spirit dwells in you the second one is this that he flows from you John chapter 7 verse 37 In the last day that great day of the feast Jesus stood and cried saying if any man thirst let him come unto me and drink He that believeth on me as the scripture hath said out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water Now when he says belly He's not talking of your physical stomach. Are you getting me? What is he talking about? Your innermost being. Now, let's make sure he's talking about the Holy Spirit. So go to the next verse 39. But this speak he of the spirit which they that believe on him should receive. for the holy ghost was not yet given 
because that Jesus was not yet glorified. So he was talking of the Holy Spirit. But isn't it interesting that he says he will flow out from your innermost being? Why does he have to flow out from you? If Yes, I'm his dwelling place. Now I understand that. But then he says, he will flow from you. He said, out of your belly. He didn't say into your belly. He says, out of your innermost being, because man is a spirit. And so your innermost being, he's talking about the spirit man, the real man. Out of your innermost being, he said, would flow gushes of living water. Rivers of living water. So two facts. He dwells in me. He flows from me. There's a lot I want to share with you, you know. You know all of this already. Oh, hallelujah. So now, let me introduce my subject. <laughs> Praise God. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 17. Let's read it together please. One to go. Herein is our love made perfect. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is. Who is he speaking of now? Who is he speaking of? Okay. Okay. I understand why you would say you. First. He says. Because as he is. As who is? As who is? Wonderful. You know this scripture. But I'm hearing different answers. As who is? Just one more time. Thank you. As he is. As the Lord Jesus is. So are we in this world right now as he is. So I introduce a number of things to you now. The branch. He said as he is, so are we in this world. So let's look at that. In the Amplified Classic Isaiah chapter 11 from verse 1. I'm going to move very fast now because the things I mentioned before you already knew so I didn't have to go in detail. And there shall come forth a shoot out of the stock of Jesse. Now let's use, hmm, this is fine. Out of the stock of Jesse, David's father, and a branch out of his roots shall grow and bear fruit. Oh, praise God. Who's he talking about here? Hmm. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and of reverential and obedient fear of the Lord. We'll pause there for a moment. Go back to verse 1. And there shall come forth a shoot out of the stock of Jesse, David's father. And a branch out of his roots shall grow and bear fruit. He talks about the branch. Then now he moves to talking about the spirit. What the spirit's work will be with him. And we understand this to be, what? The seven spirits of God. Because if you count it, you'll find that it's seven. Said shall rest upon him. Now, when it says shall rest upon him, not like in the Old Testament, just resting on him, but taking, coming upon him to take his abode in him. Shall rest upon him. He said the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. That's number one. The spirit of wisdom, number two. And understanding, number three. The spirit of counsel. Are you counting? 
and might, the spirit of knowledge, and of the fear of the Lord. Seven. This is talking about Jesus. Hmm. Glory to God. So let's go on. I'm going to move a bit faster now. And shall make him, this is the product of the spirit with the branch. And shall make him of quick understanding and his delight shall be in the reverential and obedient fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, neither decide by the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness and justice shall he judge the poor and decide the f with fairness for the meek, the poor, and the downtrodden of the earth. And he shall smite the earth and the oppressor with the rod of his mouth. And with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Oh, hallelujah. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his waist and, faithful, and faithfulness the girdle of his loins. He said, as he is, so are we in this world. Glory to God. So we go, this is the branch of who? David. That's what he's called. The branch of David. So he's the root and the fruit. You get it? He's the root of David. <laughs> because from him, David came. And he's the fruit of David. Because he comes from the lineage of David, as God said. So he, he is the branch of David. That is what he's referencing there. That's why he mentions Jesse and he mentions David. Jesse is David's father. So go to John 15. From verse 1. King James. I am the vine. And my father is the husband man. Next verse. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it might bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except ye abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. Next verse. Read this one. Pause. He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. So I am a branch as he is the branch. Are you getting this? He just said he is the branch of David. You are the branch of Christ. So now, if he's a branch, I'm a branch. The things that he described concerning the branch about the spirit is exactly how the spirit will work with me. So when he says, go back to Isaiah 11. Oh, glory to God. And there shall come forth a shoot out of the stock of Jesse, David's father, and a branch out of, the, of his roots shall grow and bear fruit. Then he says, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him in the same way. That is what is happening with you. You have the spirit of the Lord with you. All these seven are with you and in you. So if it is the case, then the work that he produces is also associated with me. Because I said, if he's the branch, then if as he is, so are we in this world, then I'm also a branch. And so, everything that he's doing by the Spirit, I am doing, or I am to do by the Spirit. So, go to the, we've talked about the seven spirits of God before, so go to verse 3. And I'm going to give it to you as points. The Spirit of God will make you. Number one. He will make you quick in understanding. 
He said he will make him of quick understanding. Supernatural intelligence. You cannot deceive him. Quickness of understanding. Highly intelligent like the Bible said concerning um, Solomon. First Kings 4.29 he says and God gave Solomon wisdom and great insight as measureless as the sand at the seashore. He had such capacity. Think about it that the man was so weighty in knowledge that his, his knowledge, individual knowledge, was like the particles of sand on the seashore. And then Jesus came and said, a greater than Solomon is here. He said, he shall be of what? Quick understanding. That means I, am, I have been made of quick understanding. I have a quickness of understanding. This is the description and testimony of God concerning you. You are a greater than Solomon because as he is, so are you. No, don't forget about the challenge you've had in mathematics. Forget about it for now. Because it's just because you didn't know who you were. That you can derive, you can produce theories. Where you are just learning you as you look into this mirror. Oh, I can't wait for the power of the word. There's so much to share with you on there. Glory to God. Quickness of understanding. Such amplitude. No, if it is really the case and then you look at Solomon's life, what will you produce? What kind of results are you about to produce? Listen, this is the age of the church and this is why the Spirit of God shares things like this which our man of God is sharing with us to enlighten you not for the sake of carrying the knowledge but for the sake of walking in it in these last days you'll see the glory of the church like never before. You think the Lord has done something with you, you're about to see something else. The second one, his delight shall be in the reverential and obedient fear of the Lord. That is your delight. It's a natural thing with you. You know why that is important? Because Solomon said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if you have the fear of the Lord, you are walking in wisdom. You're walking in this greatness of wisdom. Because not knowing who God is, is being a fool. Because that is the beginning of everything. If you don't know God is, every premise upon which you live your life is wrong. That is why he said, the one that builds his house, his life, deep and on a rock. He said, is the one that is building his life on the word of God. The one that is building his life on the wisdom of men is building it on sand. That's the foolish one. But you have this, you are predisposed to have the fear of God. You, you are conscious of who he is. It is a working of the Holy Spirit. He did it in you. It's not something you naturally came up with. No, it was birthed in you. You have a reverential fear for the things of God. You reverence the things of God. Why are you in church on a, on a Wednesday? What are you doing here? No, you, you love him. You find that you just love him. This is a work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Three. I'm just taking it out and so you can, you can do the same. I'm taking it out of the scripture. He says, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes. That means faith is native to you. You will operate in faith naturally. You don't have to try to have faith. With you, because of what the Spirit of God has done in your life, there is this natural product of faith in your life. You walk by faith. You don't judge things after the optics. You don't live by sight. You live by faith. If that is the case, if you are not judging things after the sight of your eyes, it means you are operating differently and will have different results. 
If you see things for the way they really are, so sickness attacks your body. The first thing you're thinking is not, uh, maybe is this sickness. Maybe is that sick. You judge not after your eyes. There's another judgment you have. Is the testimony of God concerning you. So he said, and this is the record, that God has given to you eternal life. So you are judging after that. Not judging with your optical eyes. You're not judging after the eyes. You're judging after what his word has said. That in you is eternal life. The life of God is in you. The life of God dwells in you. So what would be the result? You live in divine health. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is the operation of the spirit. For he says neither will he decide by the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness and justice shall he judge the poor. And decide with fairness for the meek. The poor and the downtrodden of the earth. This is what you saw with our man of God during the COVID period. The working of the spirit. So no matter what pastor was hearing. There was another story pastor was giving. A narrative from the scripture. So with that he was able to save the poor. Are you getting what I'm saying? Those who are going to go the wrong way. Because of the revelation of the word of God. Not what Fauci was saying was pastor listening to. He is himself a prophet. And so he brought what that saith the spirit of God. Constantly to us. Are you getting this? He doesn't judge after the hearing of it. This is what the spirit of God does in your life. You won't make errors. How many people made errors during that time? Made so many errors. Took steps they shouldn't have taken. But you didn't make those errors. Because you didn't judge after the hearing of your... It's the Holy Spirit that helped you. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. I said all that he is doing in the Lord is what he's doing in you. And imagine when you walk in the consciousness of this. How great it will be. Hmm. If it wasn't important, these things that I'm reading to you, if it wasn't important, why would the Lord indicate this about Christ? Why would he write it? If these things don't make you something, why would he write it in the scriptures? No, they are important things. Oh, this. Listen, one of the things you have, should I say one of the things you have? I don't know how to put it. It's too great. You have the hmm, you have the seven eyes of God. He said the those eyes are what move to and fro the earth. Well, oh, you don't understand this thing yet. It's a serious thing. I'm not able to get into it. Hmm. He calls this the seven eyes of God. The fullness of the spirit. He calls it the seven eyes of God. My goodness. Why does he call it the seven eyes of God? How God sees things. He sees by his spirit. He operates by his spirit. His eyes are in the earth. And this is the one he said is dwelling in you. Go to Zechariah chapter 4. Let's read from verse 1. This is why he says what he says in that book. And the angel that walked with me came again and walked, sorry, and waked me as a man that is wakened out of his sleep. Mm -hmm. And said unto me, what seest thou? And I said, I have looked and behold a candlestick, all of gold, with a bowl upon the top of it. <laughs> And his seven lamps thereon. And seven pipes to the seven lamps which are upon the top thereof. Next verse. And two olive trees by it. One upon the right side of the bowl and the other upon the left side thereof. Mm -hmm. 
So I answered and spake to the angel that talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? Then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, Knowest thou not what these be? And I said, No, my Lord. Then he said, Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Next verse. Who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone. Thereof with shoutings, crying, grace, grace unto it. Those seven lambs, He's still talking about this same spirit. And he goes on to say, there's a witness standing there. There's a witness standing there. He said, this that you're seeing, these two are getting something from the lampstand. Oh. Then he goes on to say, what I'm asking you to do, it is not by power. It's not by might. He's saying, you see that lampstand, that is what it will be by. It will be by my spirit. But you see, he didn't, he didn't say he was going to put his spirit upon Zerubbabel. He was saying this thing will be done by my spirit. It will be done by my spirit. It will take the fullness of God to accomplish this matter, he said. It's not the spirit coming upon Zerubbabel. This one is the, the whole of God making this thing happen. This is that Holy Ghost. Who dwells in you? Operating in you. In the same way he was talking to Zerubbabel. Telling him that listen it's not going to be by power. It's not by might. What was Zerubbabel doing was the building of the temple. We are building something for God. And he's telling you it's not going to take. You know just an impartation. It is the working of the fullness of God. In you. That will produce this result. Okay. So in the Old Testament. Um, the spirit worked in this way. He proceeded from the father. And in, in, he was imparted on things. He was imparted on people. And so it, he proceeded from God. And touched this one. And that one became something else. So when Samson would shake himself. The spirit would proceed. And in part, okay, now in the old, in the New Testament, the Bible says handkerchiefs and aprons. The same way that the Spirit proceeded, it seems He's proceeding from you now. But that couldn't happen. That couldn't happen if His fullness is not in us. That's indicative that we have received something more than the Old Testament folk. What is it? The same way the Lord God is operating is how he has given us to operate now. So that you don't have to cry to heaven. Now the spirit who dwells in you. That is why Jesus said, out of his belly will flow. The spirit will proceed from you. Out of his belly just like Ezekiel chapter 47 has said that out of the threshold of the temple was flowing water and it went out into the east and everywhere it went life came we are the temple that he talked about okay like I said there's so much I want to share with you but I'm trying to put it all in time now we spoke about the branch let's speak about the stone Zechariah chapter 3 verse 9 quickly now. For behold, the stone that I have laid before Joshua upon one stone shall be seven eyes. Oh, you didn't get it. He said, behold the stone. First, he calls it the stone. Just like he called it the branch. Are you getting me? So, 
But he lets you know that this stone is not alone. He said, and behold, the stone that I have laid before Joshua. Look at the stone that I have laid before Joshua. Then he said, upon one, why does he have to say upon one stone? Because there are many stones. Upon one stone shall be seven eyes. Upon one stone. That is why I said you have the seven eyes of God. Yeah, it might sound strange to someone who doesn't, is not initiated into these things. You have the seven eyes of God. No, it doesn't mean when we look at you, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven eyes. He said, behold, I will engrave the graving thereof, saying, say the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity of the land in one day. Now, the, that is the stone. Now let's look at this, 1 Peter chapter 2 from verse 4. Give it to me in the Amplified Classic. Oh, hallelujah. Can we read it? Come to him. No, let me read it, don't worry. Come to him then. To that living stone. So again, he mentions the stone. He said, it's specific, it's a definite article. To that he didn't say to uh, he said to that living stone which men tried and threw away. But that, but which is chosen and precious in God's sight. Next verse. Ye also, ye also, as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood. To offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Next verse. Come. For thus stands, for thus it stands in scripture. Behold, I am laying in Zion a chosen, honored, precious chief cornerstone. He said, you have come unto Mount Zion. And he who believes in him, who adheres to trust in relies on him shall never be disappointed or put to shame so he talks about the stone the living stone then he talks about us as lively stones so as the stone is so we are if the stone has seven eyes you have seven eyes go to john um ephesians chapter 3 let's read verse 16 i said the those eyes of the Lord signify the fullness of the spirit that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with his with might by his spirit in the inner man hmm. next verse that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height? And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. That you might be filled with, it is possible for me to be filled with all the fullness in me dwells, all the fullness of God. I said, if he's the branch, then we are the branch. If he's the stone. You know, that scripture that says that, that I read, as he is, so are we. It is, it is, it's real. Everything he is, we are. If he's an heir, we are joint heirs. If he's a priest, we are priests. If he's a king, we are kings. Do you understand this? We are as he is. I can show you scripture after scripture. That as he is, so are we. So, if the spirit of God was not given to him by measure, how can you claim that he has been given to me by measure? John 5 says that. He said that him who God sends is given the spirit. He said he speaks the word of God for he is given the spirit without measure. I have the spirit without measure. 
Now pastor said to us today, talking about how he is seated in heaven, far above all principalities and powers, but then he talks about he's waiting for all his enemies to be made his footstool. He must reign until that time. He must reign until that time. So, if he's seated and he's saying he must reign, it means he's talking about glory to God. He's seated. But he said he must reign until all his enemies are made his foes. That means, like David said, thou prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup. The, the enemies are there. Like they were around David, but subdued, paying tribute. Are you getting what I'm saying? So I have a responsibility to act Christ. And the same way the spirit operated with him. That means I can stand here. Just like Jesus said. Okay. Your daughter is healed. I can stand here. And in Sri Lanka somewhere. Haven't you seen the man of God do that? Standing in Ashesha Bay's in Lagos. And someone in Mongolia. The seven spirits of God. He is standing in one place. But in the Holy Ghost. They are standing in him. Oh, you know, they are standing right there. In the spirit, there is no distance. He's, he's not in Mongolia. and past, No, the, 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 when they came into pastors, a yawn. Are you getting me? Everything changed. Why is this important? You have a world that God has given to you. And in that world, you must king and priest. <laughs> you must rule and reign. And the only way you will do it is by this same Holy Ghost. And so when we say all that we're going to do, it can only be by this Holy Spirit that is at work in you. So then if it's the case, then I don't have to ever think whether I can do or I can't do. It was not about me. The seven spirits of God have entered me. Are you getting what I'm saying? Whatever it is that I need to do, thanks be unto God, out of my belly will flow gushes of living water. I can be standing here and making things happen everywhere. This is our calling. The spirit of God operates like this with us. We are to bear fruit just like he bore fruit. All the fruits of righteousness that he bore, we bear. We are the branch, just like he is the branch. So all that he did that glorified God, he said, greater works than these shall you do also. I said, you're about to see some things happen in this Calgary that you haven't seen before. We said we're doing three million copies. Mang the eagle prohibiti. Three million copies. You say, how, how? You were the same person that asked me how when I said we would do the one million. You're the same person. Then when I came back again and I said we're doing another million, you are the same person again who asked me how are we doing it. It's by this same, oh, I don't know everything about the Holy Ghost yet, but I know the Holy Ghost a bit. And what I know about him has been effective in my life. No, think about it for a moment. That I've said it before. I said, we're standing here and we say, money comes to you. And you check your account and money has shown up. How did it happen? How did it happen? There's nothing we cannot do. Nothing that we cannot do. The Spirit of God dwells in me in His fullness. Nothing I cannot do. Baila kosobra. Oh, hallelujah. You know, the ministry of the Spirit in your life is what you have to give most attention to. Don't be smart in the world. 
and be unintelligent in the things of the spirit. The spirit of God is not able to talk to you, give you instruction, tell you this is what to do. This is how to think. You are versed in the things of the world. But when it comes to the things of the spirit, you fall short. He is to work with you so close that you see you become his body. Imagine if that business that you're doing, the Holy Spirit is the one doing business. If that job that you're doing is the Holy Ghost that is doing the job. But most stand in his way. I have learned to I have learned to get out of his way. I am I, I, I'm very conscious and I communicate that consciousness to him that Lord I am nothing without you. I'm very conscious of it. I leave those who are very intelligent to be intelligent. And the more I engage with him, all oh, the mysteries, the mysteries that he shows. For example, let's stand up for a moment as we close the service. We're going to prove the ministry of the spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost for a moment. He says, the Holy Spirit is that which proceeds from the Father. He proceeds from the Father. The Lord said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. How does this happen? Is there a situation right now that you want to deal with? Call it up in your mind. Call it up in your mind. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Some weeks ago, I shared with you here and I, I talked about what attitude do you have? What spirit do you have? Then I said, the Bible says that Caleb was of a different spirit. And the Lord bore testimony of that. He said, Caleb, my servant Caleb is of a different spirit. Was that spirit is the spirit of faith. The scripture said, and we having the same spirit of faith. He said, I have believed. And therefore speak. He said, we also have believed and therefore speak. And therefore speak. I have put the word of God to work. And it works, I'm telling you. Sometimes when there was nothing available to do what we needed to do. You know, your attitude is important and that's why I mentioned that your attitude is important. When information comes to you, when it's overwhelming seemingly, when they tell you that, okay, if you don't take care of this matter, this trouble is coming. What do you do? Most of the time, that is where everything changes. Whether everything will become the way it's supposed to be. Or it will go bad. It's that moment. Your response. What is your response? At that moment. You, why did I share this with you? I want you to be conscious of who you really are. That when we say as he is, so are we in this world. It's not just scripture. It's reality. And so however he dealt with things is how we are to deal with things. So, instead of letting your mind wander and think, and begin to change your mouth. Caleb said, I brought word as was in my spirit. What is in your spirit? He said, I brought word as was in my... He saw something that should have done something to him. Just like it did to the other ten. If everybody's going like this and says, oh, this, this thing will put us in trouble. This thing is bad. This, are you also going to walk that way? Or you will be that... Caleb that takes another direction and says no I see things differently they saw they saw giants I saw bread if you respond like that at that moment that spirit of God that is in you that was looking for an opening 
for his power to flow through you from that moment that you gave that answer it's the spirit of faith from that moment that you gave that answer his ability is already at work in the matter his ability has because you see he works with he's the maker of God's word come on when God speaks he has already there's nothing that God has not finished creating understand this he has already he said he finished the works from the foundations of the earth there's nothing that he has not created it's in him it's in him I, I told you that that thing that they say that um, um, God made everything from nothing I said it's a lie it wasn't made from God it came from God he is the original substance his word is the original code for all things the original building block for everything but it's the Holy Spirit who fashions things. So as long as you are saying something different, as long as you're saying they are giants and we are grasshoppers, that power is there, but it's just there. It is like this. It is like a power plant. We have two power plants in this building, one there and one there. But the fact that we had two power plants in the building didn't mean anything until wires were connected from the power plant and brought into this hall are you getting me and whatever we wanted we had to direct <laughs> direct that power to that equipment if we it didn't matter that the power was available it didn't matter we could be here and be looking for power in fact they told me these screens had gone off because there was no power connected to them but there's two power plants in this place why because they didn't find a way to connect from the power plant to, so as beautiful as the massive screens are they are there that's how some people's lives are as long as they give a so when you say you say grasshoppers we are grasshoppers this is how you look no power no power exerted from you to whatever the circumstances but as soon as you, you speak that language, it is like connecting the wire from the power plant to the thing. Two have come together. There's a mingling together now. He can't work with some things and he can't work with some. He only works with faith. He doesn't work with what men see by sight. So as I said, as soon as that matter came, there is a temptation to say what it looks like. But hold yourself. Don't respond with what you see with you. He said he will not judge after his senses. He will not judge after his eyes. What will he judge after? The word. What does God's word says? He said, and this is the record. He said, if we have the witness of men, if we receive the witness of men, he said the witness of God is greater. What has he said? Maybe you just actually came from the hospital and the doctors have said something and you have kept it to yourself. There's something going on in your body that they have seen with their light. What you say now is what matters. What your response is now is what matters. Don't worry if a thought of doubt passed through your mind. And I hope you didn't say nothing. But now you are standing in an atmosphere of faith. You're going to release words now. You're going to release a response. Like David said. He said you come against me with spear and shield he said but i come against you in the name of the lord of hosts whom you have defied he said i will cut off your head and i will feed you to the carcasses this is what you must talk like this is the attitude of faith that the spirit works with at that moment the stone that he was going to use was now plugged into the power plant it was no longer a stone it was no longer a stone now it was a missile a guided missile I told you about the rod of Moses. It was in his hand as the rod of Moses. He was giving God all sorts of excuses. I think God just wanted to show Moses something. He was giving God all sorts of excuses. Why he can't go and how he can't speak. And then God says, what do you have in your hand? You would have thought Moses should say, I have a machine gun. You know, I have some deadly weapon. He had a stick. A piece of tree is what he had. Moses is telling him how he can't speak. And God says, let me show you what I can do. He says, put the stick in my presence. 
whatever you will bring into the presence. You see, there are some things that can't stand into his, in his presence. He said, take off your sandals. Take off. You know what the sandals are? Those negativities. Put away those, that thing that makes you have contact with this world. Put it away. Put it away. But there's something you are holding your hand. That rod, that word, that seems like nothing. It seems like just something small. He said, bring it into my presence. Speak it out. Don't be quiet. Put it down into my presence. I will use it. And a stick conquered, a stick conquered a world power. Which had chariots and horses and all the weapons of that day. A stick brought them down. I said, words will bring them down. He said, who art thou mountain, O great mountain before Zerubbabel? He said, before Zerubbabel, you will become a plain. And I want to tell you something. Look at this for a moment. Which mountain was he talking about? Was Zerubbabel trying to bring down a mountain? Which mountain is this? Are you getting me? What mountain was Zerubbabel trying to? He was talking in the spirit. It meant this work was a difficult thing. It was as difficult as a mighty mountain before a small man mighty mountain we've said we're doing the impossible the unthinkable the unimaginable it seems like it's it's not possible we look at it and the mountain is so massive it's so big then he says listen this mountain that you are seeing look at it is a plane so you declare mountain you're a plane you're a plane before me it doesn't matter how big it looks you say the Lord. He said, that saith the Lord. That saith the Lord. Oh mountain. He, we didn't know you could speak to a situation. He said, oh mountain. You, before Zerubbabel, before Pastor Kobe, you will become a plane. You will become a plane. You will become a valley. You will be cleared out completely. You will be achieved by the power of the Holy Ghost. He said, it is not by power. It is not by mind. It is by the spirit. And where is this spirit coming from? He's not from heaven. The spirit is in me. speak in tongues